0: listening to Peak One Sports.
1: Good morning and thank you for listening to this episode of The Lead Off on the Peak One Sports Network. I'm Ashton, that's Tony, <clears throat> and we have now been getting you ready for your sports weekend for a year now, celebrating uh, one year since starting the show. How does that feel, Tony?
0: Man, that's a wild, and actually we, we didn't even realize it had been a year. We came up this week kind of looking at it like, holy cow, yeah. looking at some some social media memories and Man, what a what a wild ride it's been on a on a favor that I owed you, and you're like, "Hey, jump on the show with me, be my co-host." And
1: yeah, that that wasn't even part of this network at the time. Um, as many shows are on this network, they predate Peak One Sports, mm-hmm. which uh, we'll talk about that here soon. The Peak One is coming up on a year as well. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's kind of wild mm-hmm. how it started, where it was just this show, and then. Um, broke off with the sports page, and, and then we added Bungalow and, and many other shows that have been on here. And it started with you and me. And you know, now we're going like what, what did we say 12 contributors strong between every show, yeah, writers, Friday night football, everything we have on here. Um, is grown and not quite a year yet. A couple days for the show, and then you, I think, about a week and a <clears throat> half to two weeks for Peak One Sports itself. So, um, we'll definitely in the next couple of weeks, be talking about that as well. And, and it's just, uh, crazy how this, this network has grown in just a year. Can't I can't even imagine what it could be like in another year going into 2025.
0: Yeah. We've already been looking to 2025, um, and some, yeah. some major, major changes will be happening this year Yeah, uh, for the good. Not nothing for the bad, you know, just for growth and expansion and and better opportunities through the network and to bring more uh, great sports content. Uh, it's It's just so surreal how mm-hmm. how this all came together on just a couple guys uh, you know talking sports on Saturday mornings.
1: yeah, and then technical difficulties led us to do our own thing i mean mm-hmm. there's just so much that we can get into and maybe we'll talk about it <clears throat> next week or the week after whenever it's fitting to talk about peak one in general uh but yeah we're just talking about the lead off right now a year in the lead off a year of getting all of y'all ready for your all uh, y'all sports weekends uh but thank you for watching uh if you have not subscribed already to our uh, YouTube page, go ahead and do that. Follow if you're listening on uh, your podcast platform. If uh, you like what you're listening to, go hit that. Go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, and if you don't like us, just go ahead and hit it twice. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Betalytics. Don't bet with your gut. Check out Betalytics and get help making your picks using their AI algorithms. Use promo code PEAKONE for 25% off when you sign up today. Go to Betalytics.com to start betting smarter. Um, okay. I know LeBron's getting going to get criticism for this. Um, I, I feel like anybody would get criticism. Usually when they talk about money and things at this point, and you know, when you're at LeBron's level, you just get criticized every time you open your mouth uh, one way or the other. But LeBron James is seeking to sign a multi-year deal with the Lakers this off season that uh, will be, nine figures which uh sounds crazy but then when you think about it, it not that I'm defending it or saying he shouldn't or whatever I mean was he 39 years old going into his 21st it'll be his 22nd season next year uh he's already getting paid 50 million dollars so you're saying is he going to sign a 2 3 year deal well we don't know worth that that amount he's getting up there but i mean he's still you know, scoring 25 points a game. He's still very active. Now, now whether that's going to be worth $50 million a year is the question, but uh, in terms of the Lakers attendance, jersey sales, set, things like that, I think um, that pays for itself over again, just having LeBron James on your team. Yes. But for, I think from the, a cap standpoint, it's probably, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, in today's NBA, you honestly, you know, the Lakers are such a draw for any big star. Uh, you know, it's almost the the Yankees of baseball that, you know, free agents, players want to go play there. They're, they're always a top landing spot. Yeah. And, yes, LeBron has the biggest draw in, in maybe in sports right now. Uh man. I, I don't know. I don't know if it if it pays off. You know?
1: Okay, if you're the Lakers, is there any way that if he wants to come back, you don't bring him back? Like it's one thing to say, is it is it doesn't make sense? It's another thing to say, are you gonna tell him no if he doesn't want to come back? Or not tell him no, but tell him this is the contract we're gonna offer you?
0: I don't know that the Lakers are ready with his age, you know, that they're I don't know that they would be looking short term. You know, yeah. th- this is a short term move. This is not a long term move. And I don't know, you know, in the coming years, you know, the, the Lakers are always that team on the cusp. I don't know they're going to be bad enough to actually be able to draft Bronny, you know, and that was something that LeBron wanted. We got, uh, we got things on that though.
1: It, so, you know, I'd finish your point though.
0: I, you know, I don't know. I, if I'm the Lakers, I don't, I don't spend that much cash to bring lebron back even for that draw i go out and i would want to spend that money for a younger guy that can still bring a, a decent draw maybe maybe not what lebron is but you're also you're looking you're not solely looking at the dollars i mean this isn't the dallas cowboys you're not looking at just your brand you're looking at legitimately trying to win games and win championships you know, you're looking at your you
1: cap know. you know um yeah. yeah the lakers can afford this no they could afford to pay him 100 million dollars and, you know, what, you know, whether it goes back to their bottom line or not in, in jersey sales and, and other things, That that's not what we're looking at. Is it worth it? You're looking more like, hey, this is a significant chunk of your cap. And um, I know the NFL cap's going up this year. The NBA might have that here pretty soon with TV deals, although they've uh, – many teams have had issues with, with their respective TV deals. But uh, you say – the Lakers drafting Bronny James because that is that is a a factor apparently that uh, LeBron James did talk about last year and we talked about on this network that it may depend on where Bronny James ends up playing in the NBA and we all had the discussion because they had him as a mid-round for a mid first round pick at the time and we were saying well is it worth it for a team with a depending on who the number one overall pick if it's A team like Charlotte or Detroit or one of the smaller market teams, would it make sense to draft them just so they could get LeBron James for one year? We were going over all those situations. But now, um, many mock drafts have Bronny James not even getting drafted. And you wonder, is he going to stay at USC? It's just his freshman year. What's he going to do? LeBron James has criticized a lot of these mock drafts. Uh, that have his son going undrafted, saying, "Can y'all just please let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball?" Which is kind of weird. It's like nobody asks LeBron. Like we're just nobody's. I mean, I'm sure there are other podcasts and shows criticizing, but
0: but they're doing their job. What it's they like do they're doing a mock draft. For every yeah. kid, yeah,
1: yeah, they're doing a mock draft, and it's like,
0: I mean, honestly, the same could be said for LeBron of always hyping it up. Oh, when Bronny gets here, I want to play with him. I want to play, yeah, with and. Dude, why are you looking that far ahead? Let your kid be a kid and let him enjoy what he's doing. And has,
1: has he not put more pressure on his kid than anybody else? I saw Space Jam. I mean, I know that's not really his kid. Those are actors. But you, you think that's not exactly what he's doing on a whole nother level. Like, it kind of made him look like a douche on Space Jam. And, but but I guarantee you that's him more leveled out. Well, you have to
0: think. I mean, these, Being hard on your kid. His kids growing up, and I, and I don't blame LeBron for this, but to be a superstar like he is, you know, he's showing up in the gyms, he's coaching from the sidelines, he's he's everything that everyone tells a parent not to be at a game. He's that, and bringing that spotlight he's, on he's his LeBron kids. James, you know, though. Yeah. There's so much pressure on Bronny to live up to what, uh, you know, what he is, what he was.
1: Yeah, and. There's no doubt I think he's going to play in the NBA one way or the other. Somebody will, whether it's to get LeBron James or not, it will. I mean, if he, if his dream is to play in the NBA and his father's already a multimillionaire, he has the option to keep playing in college, like, why wouldn't you just go and try? You know, someone, someone's going to take him up. But currently, Bronny James is averaging 5.3 points per game two about two and a half assists, 2.8 rebounds in his freshman year at USC, I think it would benefit him to stay. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I did not follow his career going up through high school. Um, Like I he's averaging a few, these at, at USC. Who's their records 11 and 17 right now.
0: I saw a few of his games um, in high school that were televised and he's, he wasn't the star of the team i mean he wasn't a, a yeah. guy that he didn't put that team on his back i mean he was definitely a role player on a very stacked team i mean they had all d1 yeah. all d1 talent on this team so
1: and, uh, and that's where he's was- very
0: talented i mean he's playing division one basketball yeah. he's playing at usc he's a very talented basketball player i mean i think he his talents can transition into the league i think he can play I don't. He's he's nowhere near. A he's got to figure
1: out what his role is going to yeah. be. Yeah, LeBron James was. LeBron James wasn't just the star. LeBron James was just a completely different animal. Elevate, elevating his game, elevating the game itself. Um. There, you know obviously the mock drafts were putting LeBron James at number one, but they were saying this is a generation defining player and he's mm-hmm. exceeded the hype. You know, I mean, if you want to argue well, champions he, championships, him versus Michael Jordan, whatever, but there was a distinct difference. But as
0: a high school player, LeBron coming out and the way he played high school ball and the way that games began to be televised at the high school level through his career. And then beyond and being drafted, you know, going college and being, going straight into the NBA, and had very su- successful career right off the bat. I mean, he was on a on a bad team, but overall for himself, he was a very successful player coming in. You know, he's changed the game so much. Like now, you have basketball is it, dang near all the top national ranked teams are are televised. Yeah, they're nationally televised. You know, he's changed that game so much that. It, players are working playing different you know the the game of basketball especially all, all the way down to the high school level has changed so much and evolved so much I think because of LeBron that makes it tougher for his kids you know that makes yeah. it tougher for Bronny because Bronny's coming up in what seems like a more talented generation of basketball players
1: yeah and and Bronny going through um. <clears throat> Just the level of not only competition, not only training, uh, just basically a lifestyle of knowing, like, I don't know when he made the decision to play basketball in his life. I don't know, you know, but it, it was probably apparent pretty early on that he's going for the NBA and then he's like, if you have the talent at all, you'll be in the NBA because you have LeBron James as your father. And you know scouts seeing you aren't an issue, and you know, but you go through that training regiment where the the game is softer today. I agree, but you if you compare eras and say, hey, these guy, this team from the nineteen seventies plays a, 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 the best team from the ni- one of the nineteen you pick a year, the nineteen seventies plays a team now, they get destroyed. Not not because they're necessarily built different, but you. Half the guys up until like the '80s, the ba- Magic Johnson, Larry Bird made the NBA more popular. Where there were occasional games that were televised, like you were talking about LeBron James in high school. That guys in the '50s, '60s, '70s in the NBA, they they had other jobs too. They didn't make enough money to do this. And uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Lakers, Celtics through the '80s pretty much changed that. You know, made made it a spectacle to watch and as we've gotten gotten bigger as the nba has gotten bigger and more popular and through lebron james you could see that hey they you know these kids you put them through the right training regimen the right diets the right workouts they're nearly nba ready not every single one of them of course but if they have an ounce of talent that's what i'm saying lebron james michael jordan i think lebron james is better than michael jordan just because of that but you put michael jordan in today's era uh, at the same age, you put him through the same growing up the same. Um, I think Michael Jordan would blow him out of the water. It's just that's just me. You, that's why you can't compare eras. But I think if LeBron James isn't your dad, Bronny James probably isn't even playing college basketball. At least not D one. He's been put given the best opportunity, the best training, best everything, um, and he obviously has talent, and he's able to to elevate that talent. From his experience that, hey, if my kid wants to go play basketball, if he shows talent, sure, we can spend some money and get him on the right teams, the right coaches, trainers, whatever. But unless he's a great talent, he's probably not going to have a chance because of that, because I don't have the disposable income like LeBron James does, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Bronny James, USC, uh, a freshman at USC, we'll see how that Uh pans out and we'll talk about that more in the future i guess if he stays at usc if he goes if he is drafted uh whatever but speaking of usc we're talking some caleb williams who said he's not going to throw at the combine and he's going to hold off until his pro the, uh, until usc's pro day on march 20th uh people have been making a huge deal about this is this a mistake that he's not going to throw does it say more about his character personality more than his talent is it a big deal at all?
0: I don't know if it's a big deal. I mean, you've seen him play, you know, game time situations. To me, the the combine's very overrated. The combine is for the guys that you didn't get enough tape on. Yeah. You know, the there's so much social media. There's so much. Everything's televised. You know, they've yeah. seen this kid play under pressure. Him going out and throwing to a few guys running routes, in a climate controlled space with no pads, no helmet. What can you really gain out of that?
1: Yeah. He's projected to go number one overall. Is there something he can do at the combine where they're going to go? Okay. We're not going to draft him. It's going to make him drop um, outside of like,
0: I think maybe
1: that's a weird thing to me. They'll have interviews and like talk about his character and his friends. And and I've seen, uh, if you've watched draft day, which is grossly, exaggerated in, in how the thing works, but, but a lot of, you know, the, the key stories fit where if if a story comes out where like he didn't, you know, his friends didn't like him, like his teammates didn't like him. Yeah, sure. But physically going out there, um, you're like, man, he, he just didn't have it today. He wasn't, you know, his, his arm strength was down. Like that's not going to matter to me. Honestly, Mm -hmm. you're going to watch in the game.
0: Yeah. That, (sighs) The nfl's kind of weird like this too they're always looking for that one thing that that a guy doesn't do right so if cable williams was to go out and throw in the combine and his accuracy was off a little bit he was having an off day or you know he doesn't know these receivers he doesn't have timing you know built down or rhythm built down with these guys Yeah, it, it, it's gonna they're gonna hold that against him when he had a spectacular, you know, career in college, and and this past season was great, like I, for him, there's no upside to yeah. throwing. At the if
1: you're line. projected the number one overall pick, there's nothing you can do. It's not like you go out there to cement no. that or yeah. whatever. And like really, said, if it, this it, is
0: for the guys that are going to be the the later rounds, I mean, your first round guys, you know you've seen maybe you go
1: you're like a mid-second round guy maybe you can jump to the first round maybe you know you mean you're talking
0: even some yeah these second third you know maybe some tight ends that didn't get have the high reception numbers they get to show some of their skills and talent and yeah more of what they do the the lifting part to be able to show guys in front of these nfl guys how much you you know weight you can throw up and you know, I think, actually getting clock times. Mm-hmm. They're getting to time these 40-yard dashes and and see how, how quick off the line you really are. But even some of those are, are numbers or lies, right? Yeah. It's, it's between the lines, how fast does a guy play? Maybe your 40 yards dash time isn't there, but you could still be a fast player on the field.
1: How you, how you react, how you do in different situations, you freeze up. Um, I think, like the interview parts of this are good. Like you get yeah. to understand people, people, <clears throat> players stick out to you that, uh, because when you're in the war room on draft day and things don't go your way, you're looking, you're looking at your draft board. You're looking at like, obviously the bears probably know, assuming they don't trade their pick away, the bears want to draft Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Now there's issues. They got to deal with their current quarterback now and, and all that. But if they have that mindset that that's kind of already set up, maybe they change their mind, but they have the number one overall pick, but, If, uh, I don't know, I haven't studied the the draft, I haven't really dug into that yet, but if you got the 10th or 11th pick and you have a guy that could, you know, it's kind of projected to fall to you, but he goes at number eight, you're not going to say, well, crap, I I don't have anything else, you know, figured out. You're going to go interview all these players, figure out who's on your draft board. I, I think going out and throwing, like you said, in a controlled environment, like you can pick certain things like, okay, watching his game film didn't tell me This unless he had, you know, some film on something specific, which I think after was it two years, two years at USC and and about half a year at Oklahoma Mm -hmm. that you can see everything. Um, I don't I I think it's over exaggerated, too, for the projected number one overall pick. Um, Let me go over some names that uh, did not throw until their pro day. Their team's pro day. You tell me how how things turned out for them. Andrew Luck, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Robert Griffin the Third, Sam Darnold, Kyler uh, Kyler Murray, Bryce Young, and Jaden Daniels also, who's projected probably the number two quarterback, is not going to throw it to his pro day at LSU. Like RG three, Kyler. I mean, I'm just like how their careers went, just in general. Andrew Luck mm-hmm. went number one overall Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, RG3 I think went number two overall Kyler Murray went number one overall Bryce Young went number one overall last year And there were questions on Bryce Young We didn't know, it. we thought like he was going to go number one We were like C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young But look at the difference I mean it's it's one year I mean Bryce Young has a chance to, you know We're, we're not counting him out yet But look at C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young th- this first year yeah. The combine couldn't tell anybody about that You know
0: Yeah yeah, that he will his team into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, seriously, and I mean,
0: yeah, and- I think the combines is is really overrated. I think it's more of a spectacle for these guys. Like you said, sitting down and interviewing players, uh, things like that. That's that's the important stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, and I'll say even like maybe the back half or the last ten picks of the first round maybe it it just depends how many first round grades you have um i think but but in certain like you said like tight ends and um in a different offense and different scheme they may be better receivers than you really know if they're not in a system that they're or maybe they're better blockers than you think because right now you know that's a big deal with tight ends can you block can you um Can you block? Can you Mm -hmm. do everything that a tight end is ready to do? And a lot of that stuff uh, is.
0: Man, your your defensive tackles as well. You know, those guys, defensive ends, you know, they have something to prove to show how strong they really are. Maybe be able to show their agility more because they don't get to show that on the field as much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Real quick, we're going to go to a quick break. We are going to be back to talk baseball here after the break. Be with you one second. back here with you on the lead off uh, moving to um, little baseball talk you know, The baseball season is about to start and, and you know we like to, to look towards the future um, on certain deals and we're going to talk a little bit of MLB expansion um, a lot of potential cities I think how many did you say like eight cities that could get yeah. Um, they're looking for like a two, I think they're looking to expand basically to 32 teams, at least in the near future. I don't know what, you know, what the future holds. And we were kind of looking at that, uh, how the divisions would work because they would have to re redo all the divisions, re- move some teams and the, depending on, you know, the new team teams, I guess you would add one to the NL once the AL, whatever. Um, but let's go over some of those team uh, those cities that could possibly get an expansion team. Talk about why a little bit and then we'll go to, you know, the crazy article we saw that had the Yankees and Mets in the same division.
0: Uh yeah, you've got uh Charlotte, uh Vegas, uh Montreal, Nashville, Portland, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, and San Antonio
1: so uh the a's more than likely will be in vegas Mm -hmm. um i i think oakland is still trying to to fight that um but it's already been approved and they have a stadium on the works and that's more than likely gonna happen um maybe they'll add oakland to that list i don't know if oakland can put together a stadium uh montreal makes sense uh i it's weird, like the further, you know, they say time heals all wounds. The further you get from, you know, Montreal going to D.C., you think, oh, yeah, this would be great. We missed the team. It's nostalgic. And you're like, well, why didn't it work in the first place? And I know they had some stadium issues and 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 a lot of deals, but it's, it's like, is Montreal the best? Or is that kind of like a nostalgic feeling? Um, cause you talk about like football in Los Angeles, the second time around, it didn't work. And you know, I can argue the third time you have two teams, I guess that they have to make it work because of the stadium, but you can make an argument that they don't have a whole lot of fan support. Chargers yeah, or Rams, you
0: know, on a, you know, I, I see that aspect of it. Um, I think you have other cities though. they you know, like the Nashville and the Charlotte, you yeah. know, I think that part of the country could use, um, professional baseball you know you got salt lake city um is another one uh san antonio is kind of a weird one to me uh i don't know the draw there i mean i know there's not really a team you know i mean they have a double a team yeah in san antonio but i don't know about uh yeah i don't know that's a weird
1: one i haven't heard that on many lists yeah san Antonio gets brought up because i mean it's a major metro area or as far as metro area maybe not a major one but it's a big metro area with just one team Mm -hmm. um i know san antonio and austin kind of get lumped together because they're pretty close geographically together they're all i mean i think here pretty soon they're just going to be one big metro area as they keep growing in but i would see them putting a, a baseball team in austin before san antonio yeah um nashville and charlotte makes sense uh we talked before the show like those there are there's a baseball there are baseball fans in those towns usually like braves fans just because the southeast geographic area that i think they could i mean they support triple a team both of them Uh, so they could you know go in there and and you have an educated fan base and I think they would be excited to have their own team. I think it could work in those those areas. Obviously, those areas are growing uh, in population as well. Um, I think Montreal just because that's what we talk we talk about in basketball. Yep. Vegas and Seattle are the next two teams. You know, Seattle wants their team back, and the same with Montreal. I think I don't know if it'll necessarily be expansion. I know they talked about the the uh, Tampa Bay Rays or the Tampa Rays. Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Um, Moving there. um, I know there was an issue with them splitting, like going to be in uh, Montreal half the season and Tampa the other half of the season. There was uh, a couple of different situations. Um, You talk about tampa could relocate i think there's a lot of possible relocation as well as where is where expansion maybe because we you know vegas has been on the top of the list for expansion for probably the last five or six years and then oakland decides to up and go there and i know tampa with their stadium situation the fan base situation uh, even if you're talking i know we'll get into uh division realignment here in a second but it would make sense being in the AL East you go up to Montreal you're closer to Boston and Baltimore and New York I think
0: I mean can there be less can there be <clears throat> excuse me can there be less fan support in Montreal than they're getting in Tampa at anyway
1: I mean <clears throat> I think support wise they they probably enough? I don't know. I haven't looked at TV ratings. It's just getting to the stadium.
0: team, if they were to bring them back, and they did truly bring them back as the Expos, that would help.
1: Um, they would have to bring it back as the, as the Expos, right? Like you couldn't have a Montreal team. I, I think I would be upset about that. I was never really yeah. an Expo. I don't. I barely remember the Ex, Expos as a team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you brought them back, they would have to be the Expos. And yeah, I think. Uh, if if you relocated the Rays there, who <clears throat> they're a good team. They've been a good team the last mm-hmm. you know decade, if not longer. Uh, but that was that was one of the things with Montreal is they had a team that wasn't good. I don't know that they ever competed for anything, and really they were what twenty years, thirty years, no in the 70s. so about thirty years a franchise.
0: And it's weird to to see the talent that ran through there. You know they had a lot young Randy Johnson, Vladdy Guerrero, like. There were some names that Pedro they had. I mean, they they drafted Tom Brady. As yeah, a Tom
1: Brady was their last draft pick. <clears throat> or well <throat> is the last active draft pick or was <clears throat> until he retired.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that that franchise ran through what became talented players, so they had opportunities. Uh I, I think they could do better than what Tampa's offering them. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, where in Tampa there, you know, you're in a retirement community. You know, you don't have as young of a a mass of, you know, supporters. There's
1: issues with the stadium where it sits at in St. Petersburg, where there's only a few bridges coming from Tampa Bay to get there. It's just a nightmare Mm -hmm. to get there in traffic. And um, I think location is a big part of it, where if you, you don't have devoted fans like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox. Yeah. Like sure, if it's convenient, you could probably get a lot more fans in there. I think it's just a mix of that plus uh, an outdated stadium plus it's hard to get there because they wanted to build it in Saint Petersburg and not Tampa Bay uh not Tampa mm-hmm. itself. Uh there's a whole mix of things, but I know they're I think getting them in Tampa would would help. Uh in terms of a new stadium, but I think the M L B might wanna do something because I, I want to say St. Petersburg is looking at rebuilding the stadium or rebuilding a stadium. Uh, and I think, you know, that's kind of part of the issue is, is their location. It is because St. Petersburg is kind of like a peninsula at the bottom in the Tampa Bay area. So uh, it just depends. But you now I think if you were just, you know, outside of any relocation, I think Montreal and Nashville would probably be the front runners, maybe Charlotte over Nashville. Yeah, I, I think like, those would be, be you know, it,
0: I think I like I like the Charlotte as as the next franchise outside of the the A's. If you know that deal finalizes to Vegas, yeah. which I think is good. I think Vegas is a good spot for a, a team. Uh, I think Charlotte should be the next franchise they add.
1: Yeah, and I think, and, those- and I like
0: the idea of rolling out. I mean, I know it. It well. The A's relocating isn't isn't changing anything. I know you would have to do two teams at a time. Yeah. You know, adding expansions. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe a Salt Lake City could be.
1: Yeah, I mean, you 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 would think there's like not a lot of baseball in that region. You have the Rockies. Mm-hmm. You're about to have the A's though cuz they're moving to Vegas and it's really <clears throat> it's just a few hour drive from there. Um, I think it's more common to see more expansion out West just because that's, you know, especially when you think of baseball, but there's already
0: Portland. That's I think Portland, Portland Oregon, that's a good,
1: that's an interesting one because it's so close <clears throat> to Seattle, um, to, two smaller markets. Um, that, that, that's intriguing me because it's not a huge population or a huge populated area in the region of Seattle and Portland. Um, but it, it worked with basketball for a while. I mean, hell, there was a time when you had Seattle basketball in Seattle, Vancouver, and Portland all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, like, I, I don't know off the top, man, maybe a couple million people, maybe more than that, if you include Vancouver, but, uh, I, I've heard a lot of, I mean, they're in Portland. they're actively trying to get a stadium built to draw a team in, which, that's another episode i think that that's those are mistakes cuz you don't put as much into the stadium you just kind of get a stadium it's mm-hmm. not going to age well cuz you're not going to go above and beyond look at you know, yeah. the rays tampa they built that stadium and well, it was and I think 10 it's, years old I think before they had a team
0: it's odd to build a stadium you almost build and design and a stadium works around what a team is yeah so you know you want to get a franchise there or a franchise committed you know the name and then kind of play off of that, and build off of that um, for what you're doing. So I think it's kind of weird to just do a cookie cutter ballpark and then throw up some logos and say, hey, this is your home.
1: Portland's was, was pretty wild. Um, I know they've had a few different renderings um, that hadn't gotten very far, but it was like a stadium with a dome built over it, not on the stadium. But you know, like sort of like Seattle's retractable roofs, not really on, like it's over the stadium, but it's not exactly like enclosed. But kind of, kind of like, a, like LA,
0: the Rams stadium, how theirs is sort is of, yeah. There. But it
1: was like the, the rendering I saw, the the roof wasn't even like attached to the stadium, hmm. it j- or, and it wasn't retractable. It just went over, which I think modern day you're gonna put retractable roof roof one way or the other. But it was just like a giant canopy, but it was a roof but then the stadium was kind of open air, but it was under that roof. Cause obviously the Northwest, you're going to get a lot of rain. So you need, yeah you need something retractable one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But I, th- yeah, I think Portland um, is a good one. If, you know, if, if baseball decided to jump to 36 teams, I, as you know, people I've seen videos where people say this is what 36 teams would look like. I think Portland's a very, you know, not, not, you know, no pun intended, but I think it would be a home run. I think it would work there. Um, the way with TV deals work, the way you know you, you hold out a team from a metropolitan area and give them the team, there's just support. Because you haven't seen a lot of teams recently in the last, what, 20 years? Expansion not work. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland, Baltimore, whatever, those teams got back a team. But you saw Houston, it's, it's helped there. Houston, I mean, football in Texas – um, but you've seen Vegas support a hockey team. I mean, you've seen lots of these. They, they don't – the relocations you've seen, the last few have not been from expansion teams that haven't worked. You know, it's the Rams going back to L.A. It's San Diego not being able to get a stadium. Um, Oakland not being able to get a stadium. Um, but you have that up, the, the, the league realignment. Or can you pull that up to look at if you went to 32 teams? Because you'd have to, to realign something. I don't think they'd be this drastic because you'd want to keep teams in certain, you know, in baseball is a very traditionalist <clears throat> sport.
0: Uh, let me see, make sure. Uh,
1: Maybe I can pull it up in that text chain.
0: I just want to make sure I get the correct...
1: Cause obviously you'd have to, to realign a little bit. I know for so long when you, you move the brewers to the NL, um, which it was a little different than where you had interleague play, but NL and AL for all intents and purposes were separate leagues. Like you would have a little bit of interleague play and then the world series is the only time. Now you're so, you know, it doesn't matter AL NL that just makes a difference in, um, you play a few less games and they're on a different side of the bracket in the playoffs where now every team plays every other team at least once, at least one yeah. series throughout the year. So, um,
0: yeah, you would have the, <clears throat> you have like a Eastern Conference, East Division, mm-hmm. uh, Red Sox, Mets, Yankees and Phillies. So you're doing more geographical where you're putting just groups of teams together. Uh, yeah. They're bringing, out, you know, you're essentially combining NLAL L two NL2AL there. Uh, North Division, you've got the Reds, okay. Guardians, Tigers, and Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, like a North Midwest type. <clears throat> it's in
0: North, yeah, North Division is what they're calling it. Uh, Hold on, the first one was
1: the first one was Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, and Phillies. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mid Atlantic Division, you got Baltimore a Charlotte expansion team, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Okay. Uh, Southeast division, you would have Braves, uh, Marlins, the Nashville expansion team, and Tampa.
1: Wow. So this this is for 32 teams. They're just expanding. Mm-hmm. So they're assuming it's Nashville and Charlotte. That, that's interesting. I don't think that will happen. I think it's one or the other. I think they're going to – like, <clears throat> eventually, maybe both both cities will have teams, but – I think you could, uh, if you put it in Charlotte, you would draw the fans from Nashville. Because in the top of my head, I feel like Charlotte's closer to Nashville. Maybe. But you would, I, I think putting two teams in the same region like that, because I think you can, even if you staggered it and put a team in Charlotte, they would draw regional um, <clears throat> regional excitement. And then I think dropping a team in Nashville 10 years later, we but when you, you same. look
0: at the way these alignments are, they almost need that fourth team in that area yeah, to fill that deck. Yeah, Cause you're talking Braves,
1: team. Braves, Rays, Marlins, and you don't have another team. <clears throat> you're talking like new Orleans or something.
0: Yeah. You're really, it's a stretch. Yeah. Uh, so then we would move for the, to the Western uh, conference. Okay. And you'd have the Midwest division, which would be the Cubs, the White Sox, the Brewers, and the Twins. Yeah. That 100% makes sense. Uh, Your Southwest division, you'd have Houston, Kansas City, St. Louis, and Texas.
1: Kansas Kansas City has been one of those teams throughout sports history that have been thrown into East divisions, West divisions. Yeah. But they're just kind of – so Texas, Houston – Kansas city and who
0: else? Uh, St. Louis.
1: Oh my God. I don't know how you, how how you move that around, but it's like Kansas city and St. Louis make hundred percent the same division. Well, let's,
0: let's move on down the list and then it may make more sense once we, so the Pacific coast division you've got, and, and I guess here, because you got, you have a, influx of teams say from texas west yeah you've got a lot of teams in that area so the way they divide this up it's a little i mean you could have moved some around but i think they're just looking for some diversity so your pacific coast is the rockies the a's which would be oakland or vegas yeah uh seattle and the giants and then your West division, you've got Arizona, Los Angeles, Angels, Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Padres. So that one, they're crossing a little more in those divisions. Yeah. Where you probably could have pulled out in Arizona from the West, so, moved in the Giants. You so know, and- yeah.
1: Now that you say the teams, okay, the teams I don't have an issue with now. Maybe, and I'm picking hairs, maybe it's the names of the divisions because shouldn't, you said Dodgers, Angels, Padres, Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. That in should the be West. the Southwest Division. Call That's the a, West. The Pacific I know that
0: coast. That sh- so the, the Rockies are in the Pacific Coast.
1: Yeah. I mean, call the the Astros, Rangers, Cardinals, Royals. Call that like the Central. Divi- I know it's in the West Coast, but whatever. I mean, well, Arizona what Cardinals done, used to be in the East Division too. They're
0: basically breaking this up like, like like other sports are west versus east. Yeah. You know, it's it's very much divided west and east. So you got Midwest, Southwest, Pacific Coast and just West.
1: But I mean like in the NHL, the Dallas Stars are in the Western Conference, but they're in the Central Division. You have the Pacific and the Central and the West, and then I believe the Atlantic and the North I don't know the divisions off the top. I know they they've just realigned it in, you know, the last few years. Yeah, I mean that's to an exaggerative level, level put these teams together. I, I wouldn't mind it because as a Rangers fan, it does suck when a lot of your games start at nine o'clock mm-hmm. local time because they're playing in Oakland or it, even Vegas it would still it's still the Pacific. but all all yeah. the teams in your divisions outside outside of Houston are in a the Pacific time zone. So you're yeah, talking like- about St Louis Houston and Kansas City. Yeah. like all your games would be seven o'clock
0: I kind of like the way this is broken down um I think better creating these smaller divisions that are the these divisions that are within the you know your territory your market per to say. you know you, you're creating a small market it, of teams throughout it makes the country. for better
1: rivalries I think yeah. because
0: and like you said with with deals I mean most of their games are being played in in division then And maybe they could do something like how the NFL does, which I think is good, is you have certain divisions that you cross with each year. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, because MLB now, because it works with 30 teams, is everybody plays the same team. that Everybody plays your division teams a certain amount of time, but you play every single team in the league uh, at least once, and, and their schedule is, like, completely, perfectly broken down. But, you know, I know it has to do a lot with – success and and relevance in teams but i don't feel like the a's are a rival to the rangers or the mariners and to me it's like because they're so far away i don't Mm -hmm. normally interact with anybody from seattle nor on a normal basis now i know the same thing can be said about the cowboys but the eagles are a rival because both teams have had success and 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 fight but I feel more of a rivalry with the Houston Astros because I deal with people from Houston every day and they've only been in the division, you know, the last few years.
0: Well, And you're so close that you're going to deal with the East like fans talk in, about college, in area. like
1: Texas, Texas, A&M, TCU, yeah. Oklahoma. It's because you see people every day that cheer for those schools. Uh, I think this would bring more rivalry to I mean, teams it, it, who don't have a lot of rivals.
0: Funny enough. I mean, I know a lot of St. Louis Cardinals fans in this, DFW area yeah I know quite a few people That's that are good- that are Cardinals fans so not I don't know anyone's a Kansas City fan I mean I'm- well Cardinals fans
1: are um rivals for a different reason for Rangers fans maybe not anymore because now they've won the World Series but yeah
0: but I think just geographically you're close enough yeah. that you you get that bleed over um like you said I mean you don't get a lot of Seattle fans here or A's fans or you know true A's fans Like Houston- you get a lot of that
1: Rangers and A's and Angels have all been in the same division, you know, for thirty years, if not longer.
0: And they're still not that much of a rival. Yeah,
1: Houston's a big rival, and they're right because they're right down the road. They've only again maybe ten years. I don't remember when they did the line. Maybe a little more than ten years, but
0: you know the way this divisional this is broken out though, when you look at it, it does make a lot more sense to add in Nashville and Charlotte as expansions.
1: Just so it's spaced out more.
0: When you look at a breakdown like this, yeah, geographically.
1: I mean, yeah, because there's only so many. Like, like you can't just put a team where there isn't a town, you know, or isn't a big city. Mm-hmm. Like you, like we'll put more in the west, like where, like Salt Lake City, sure, Portland. But then well, now you're gonna get, have a team once that has get, to
0: go across. Yeah, the but country, once you get west of
1: like, there's this imaginary line people like to place where. It goes to like Fort Worth and Kansas City and Minneapolis. Once you get west of that, there's really not a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's just empty farmland, and then you you get spattered Denver, Salt Lake City, Vegas. Most of that's mountains anyway, so it's there's not a lot of towns. So you, honestly, outside of you know, cities, you just have to look at the huge population. Yeah, the West the is room. pretty much filled out. The East yeah, has the a east lot coast. more. Opportunity yeah. to for new, uh, like you say, Nashville, Charlotte. You can think of, you know, we already said Montreal, you can think of other towns, New Orleans. Um, whereas the West Coast, it's kind of filled out. Like now you have Oakland, you have Portland, Salt Lake City, and that's about it. Yeah. You could throw in like El Paso in there or something. El Paso is pretty big, but, uh, you you have the a lot more opportunity in east coasters because that's where the, all the cities are
0: well, and look at you have to look at this as well like you brought up Austin earlier, like you could see Austin getting a team. The thing about Austin is it's actually a really small market, a small town yeah you know it's almost flooded with the University of Texas there as that's their professional sports yeah it, I don't know if a professional team in Austin would do that. Well,
1: you would have to combine it as the San Antonio Austin. Whatever's because mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, it's what, like, is it even a two hour drive through? I mean, obviously no. with traffic, you know, that could be a four hour drive, but it, they're very close together. Yeah. And they're filling it would be, in, in like in, it's between Austin somewhere it's, like the
0: Houston or DFW. They would be considered the same. Metro yeah. It's
1: like, between Austin and San Antonio, there's not a lot of empty land through 35. you know, going down Interstate 35, and that's just filling in more. It's basically one metro area it's going to be. I'm just saying if you're going to move a team or, or start a team there, I think right now the popular thing would be is like, hey, put it in Austin. I don't yeah. know that you put it in between. I know we're, we're happy about putting teams in suburbs nowadays and 45 minutes outside of a it te- i mean and i guess you so could put it right spag dab in the middle and be about 45 minutes from both and Austin look at and san antonio
0: look at the spurs though you know as successful as they've been i mean that's still relatively a small basketball market yeah. in the country i mean they're they're not a real popular team outside of that area san really. antonio even being is in like, Texas, like i don't even you don't see or hear a lot about the spurs
1: San Antonio is, if you're talking about city population, San Antonio is in the top 10. It's just ahead of Dallas, but you have to think about metro areas where Dallas, Fort Worth is number four in the country, just behind Chicago, just ahead of Houston. Mm-hmm. And then San Antonio, I want to say is like their metro area. Cause it's mostly San Antonio, unless you want to count Austin, which we're not doing yet. That's two separate metro areas. Austin's way for, I mean, uh, San Antonio's further down the list as well as Austin until, I mean, you want to c- combine them and uh, city proper population is, you know, you can, for statistics, for statistical purposes, you can say, this is a hey, Dallas has 1.6 million people, whatever it is, but no Dallas has 8 million people because I don't live in Dallas proper, but I've in Dallas almost, maybe if not every week, multiple times a week, every month, for sure, going to Dallas yeah. for work or whatever. I tell people I live in Dallas. I have no problem. I live in Fort Worth. I live in Dallas, Fort Worth. <clears throat> I don't live in those proper cities, but I'm a fan of those teams. I support those teams. My money goes to support those teams. Just You can't just not count somebody because they don't live in the metro area. And yeah, San Antonio is a big city in terms of city proper population. Yeah. The metro area, it's in a small market, very small market. Once you're outside of San Antonio, it's <clears throat> unless you're going north towards Austin, there's not a lot around.
0: Yeah. And that's I think that's where like when you say a Charlotte or a Nashville, I mean Nashville kind of falls in the same category. Yeah, Nashville itself is big, but it's a growing metro area as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and when we talk San Antonio, I know they've gotten <clears throat> They've gotten attention about NFL team. I want to say the, when the Bills. I mean, I know it's all just contractual talk trying to get deals done, but when the, before the bills got their new stadium agreed upon, they were like, we're going to move to Austin or San Antonio. The chargers, did the same deal. Some people thought the chargers would move. Um, Al Davis said, Hey, we'll move the Raiders to San Antonio. I think San Antonio could support a football team because it's Texas. Because there's a huge influx of Cowboys fans in San Antonio. And I'm sure a lot of um, Texans fans. Because mm-hmm. they're a couple hours from Houston. They're about four hours from Dallas. I think football could. Because I think a lot of casual fans will get behind a football team. Um, but baseball, I don't know. You Sure, some people who aren't hardcore baseball fans go to baseball games. But financially, they're not supporting the team. They're not buying a ton of uh, a a ton of apparel, going to games, buying season tickets, things like that. I think you would get that just because it's a football team uh, in Texas. I Can San Antonio support a baseball team? I don't know. They 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 probably could, I think. But when you're talking about expansion, it's they're far down on the list. I'll put Nashville, Charlotte, Montreal. I'll put Portland ahead of them. I, I don't know that much about Salt Lake City, but I feel like because there's not What's the closest team? Like, obviously Vegas is going to be one soon, but Denver, that's not, you know, on a map they look close together, but they're, you know, in between mountains. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a, a team in Salt Lake City would do better because Salt Lake City feels more isolated, I think, um, in terms of a team. Like, you get a baseball team, and and again, I don't know how baseball works in that, how, how how popular baseball is in that region of the country. But, um, but Salt Lake city and San Antonio are pretty similar and they have one professional sports team in basketball.
0: Well, do so, you think the, the MLB in their rule changes and speeding up the game and trying to make the game more active and more, more fun for the fans to watch is a ploy as part of this to expand is to try to gain more baseball fans that would yeah. watch major league baseball.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, baseball is on the up right now. Like they're not, I can't imagine them ever competing with the NFL and they're not for, you know, the next 10 or 20 years for sure. Um, unless I know they, they changed something. You, you don't gain that overnight. It's gotta be, you know, even the NFL at one point was less popular than baseball. Um, it's gotta be a generational thing, but I think they're on the up and up and, Throw, there are a lot of teams where you throw them in Nashville. I have no doubt that they'll be successful. Charlotte, um, Montreal, I, I kind of wonder because I was so young then. I, I, I don't know the issues in Montreal, why the team didn't work out. Um, but I think they would be successful in Montreal. Um, it's hard to believe. I mean, the MLB only has two less teams in the NFL. It seems like there's NFL teams everywhere and not so much with baseball um i think the rule changes can help like you get that little bit more of influx i think if you move a team to nashville with the old rules i still think they survive for a while like you're gonna get the excitement you're gonna get the support the first few years it's when shoot our team sucks you know we're losing 100 Mm -hmm. games a year with an expansion team that's probably like i know you saw the vegas knights and even the seattle kraken Mm -hmm. succeed the first few years yeah, uh, Golden State just won a Stanley Cup, but the NHL expansion rules are, are a little bit different, anyways, where you get more competitive teams. But I think the rules will help an expansion team when you're in the fourth, the fifth, the sixth year, because now you're you're you know the honeymoon phase is over. Mm-hmm. Assuming you're not competing for a championship, you don't have. Baseball is really weird, where I. The Cubs, I could go to a Cubs game. Like, if I go to Chicago, like, I want to go to a Cubs game or a Yankees yeah. game because they're the Cubs. You have that history. Whereas Nashville, I know they have a minor league baseball history, so, you know, maybe there's something they can tie to there. But it's like, this is a new team. There's not a lot of history. We've never been to the playoffs, more than likely. We suck. Um, you At that point, you need to be able to want to follow that team and understand what's happening like with the Rangers sucked for the last six or seven years. I'm still active. I'm not going to as many games probably, but I'm still actively following the team, knowing what's happening, knowing who the, you know, who's upcoming in the farm system. Um, I think that's how you need to gain those, those fans. Cause you know, people's attention spans are shorter these days yeah. with TikTok and Instagram and, and looking through reels. And yeah, we're part, part of that problem, but to gain those fans. I think if you can get past the barrier of baseball, slow baseball is boring. I don't think that I I'm fine going to a baseball game and sitting for three and a half hours, but you get those fans in there, they need to learn. And that's the only thing you have when you have a team that is, is rebuilding or for, you know, sucks, you know, to use a, a, a more Just crude term. It. Yeah. To, to understand try what's it. happening, what's the future, what, what can we get excited about with this team? Mm. Because I can talk to you know friends I know that, like, oh, yeah, sure, I like their, I'm like i a fan of the Rangers. They suck, right? Like, well, yeah, they suck. But they got this guy coming, you know, Evan Carter's coming up. Okay, well, that doesn't excite me until Evan Carter's here contributing. You know, Wyatt Langford, yeah. you know, talking talking about who's coming up, it, it can get exciting in a fan base. And um, I think you're going to have those fans in general anyways, but I, I do think the rule changes if you're putting it out there as a, maybe not a conspiracy theorist, but a plan where, Hey, let's put these rules in place before we go to expand to these, Mm -hmm. these towns. Um, I think, I think you're right. Get some
0: excitement, get fans of the game, not specifically teams yet. And then put place teams in those, those markets. Yeah. Because
1: too, like you go to Nashville, it's not like, Hey, we have a bunch of new baseball fans. I mean, there are baseball fans in Nashville, you know? Um, Vanderbilt in Nashville is a very good baseball school, a, a baseball college, uh, at least of recent years, putting a lot of superstars out. So it's not like they don't know, but you're going to get an influx of fans who who are casual fans. And it would make more sense to go ahead and change the rules now. So we don't expand there. And then in two years, change the rules anyways. And now they have to worry, like they're learning the game. And you're like, well, crap, what's this now? They just changed it. What's the the pitch clock? What the heck is that? You know, what, what happens when they violate the pitch clock or whatever mm-hmm. um i think you're gonna have that where there's a lot of people who probably are sports fans that just don't pay that much attention to baseball if they don't have a team i don't know i've never had that experience living in dallas um being born in the 80s that we've uh well being born in the 80s where we got a hockey team in 93 where when i got interested in sports we had we have every sport you know, I've never grown up without a hockey team, a baseball team, a football team or anything. So I don't I don't know. I know there's still sports fans, you know, in San Diego. You know, they're still football fans. they're still baseball. I mean, uh, basketball fans. I've, I've saw a documentary about a sports bar in Alaska that, yeah, they just pick their team and they wear their jerseys and they follow their teams like Alaska doesn't have any team. I mean, yeah, I think it was in Anchorage, but they don't have any professional teams. So I know the want is there. It's not like you're just going to a new market and they're like, what is baseball? You know, but there is going to be that influx of fans who didn't really care about it before because they didn't have a team. And now, you know, they're going to want to learn about it.
0: Well, and that could change, you know, if you're looking at adding into that, you know, region of the country of uh, between Charlotte and Nashville, you know, what does that do to the Braves? Because I think that that's probably a lot of the Braves fans.
1: Yeah, because you look at and the Braves very, as, as obviously they have history. Started, I mean, Boston, Milwaukee, having Hank Aaron, then moving to Atlanta, and they've had success in Atlanta. But that fan base, definitely, I mean, and and that's how you get a lot of fans is is ha- having success, obviously. Whereas maybe like Southern Georgia, Northern Florida fans, I bet you there's a lot of Braves fans in that region mm-hmm. that had the option Tampa or Atlanta. And I know they didn't start at the same time, but uh, who pick Atlanta and like, well, Atlanta's good. And, you know, they won, how God, had 20 straight division titles. I know they yeah. only got uh, or one championship out of that, and then they've recently won another. Um, success is a big part of that. But yeah, I know that, you know, because we, travel f- family in you know Tennessee that that region of the country are you know it's kind of split between you have some st. Louis because st. Louis is relatively close I've seen Rangers support out there I've seen brave yeah. support out there that th- there's a big I don't know triangle whatever the shape is I'm not looking at a map right now but a big region with pretty big you know pretty big cities Memphis Nashville um Charlotte, like Charlotte has uh North Carolina has a bunch of
0: well and they're not far sides. from you know Louisville.
1: Louisville's Louisville as well, yeah.
0: Nashville, yeah.
1: Uh and then you have Cincinnati in that area too. The Reds, where mm-hmm. it's not too far, like you just gotta go across Kentucky. But yeah, um uh, now that we talked about it more, I think you've convinced me more that Charlotte and Nashville would, you know, they could uh piggyback off each other. Well, and, that's
0: what you know, like you were talking earlier about the West break in the East, like. The East is so much more populated yeah. for that area versus the West. I mean, you can't split East and West straight down the map
1: evenly. No,
0: you've you've got to go just you know just east of Texas. You know, maybe that eastern Texas line. That's kind of where it's at.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, because you have like I mentioned, Kansas City, Dallas has the same deal with the Cowboys mm-hmm. in the East and the Rangers in the West. And I mean, the Cowboys in the East are you know that's a business situation that that's why they play in the east it's not necessarily but we are in that area where like right down the middle you have minnesota there some of their teams playing the east some play in the west you know yeah um that just this is how it breaks down because i mean even if you could split it down the middle you still would probably have these teams in the middle where like i said i know arizona cardinals used to be the st louis cardinals and they were already in the east division but arizona played in the east the uh atlanta not the atlanta the miami heat for God knows what reason, I don't even know, but I know the Miami Heat played in the Eastern Conference for a year or two. For, do you, or do the Western you like Conference, the, sorry, the Western Conference for a year or two.
0: Do you like the breakdown, the way that would be proposed, what that scenario looks like as far as in, in your area? Mm-hmm. Like the NFL, you have AFC, NFC within the same regions, and they cross yeah. different divisions where you're going like the NBA, East versus West, and you have divisions within the the East and West kind of breaking There'd those be down. A lot
1: of, it's a lot of change. Um In theory, yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, we look at Texas, Texas A&M. You know, A&M goes, and I know there's political reasons why they haven't played in a decade, Uh, but it does hurt when they're not in the same conference competing against each other, competing against the same teams, mm-hmm. you know, looking at each other in the standings. So it does help to have those teams. Like in general, yeah, it's good for the Rangers Cardinals Royals and Astros and that's probably not even a big deal because if you tell Seattle fans hey Rangers aren't in your division anymore like okay not a big deal but then you then you say hey Yankees you're uh in a division you still have the Red Sox I guess but you're it's the Phillies and the Mets now And, and I think that'll ruffle up some ruffle up some feathers, although you have the crosstown rivalry, you know, the Phillies and Yankees are somewhat of rivals, you know, back when there were eight teams in, in professional baseball, iconic. they, they, they play Yankees and, and Phillies play uh, in world series most years, you know, well, when you, have
0: years. That, you have that same situation just with Chicago, you know, what the way Chicago's is divided between the, the, the white Sox and the Cubs. Yeah. Now they're playing in the same division. It builds even more rivalry there in town.
1: Yeah. And it just depends. Are you splitting up any rivals? Like I'm like in that instance, Yankees, Red Sox are still together. Um, I guess you kind of break up Cubs and Cardinals. Um, I, not that they're never going to play. I still think you like, you make it a purpose for them to play every year. Yeah. Um, a couple of series or whatever. Um, but, I mean, because you don't have to keep it separate, like American League, National League, where you sometimes have interleague play. It's it's just like the NBA now, or it's like the NHL, or the NFL. It's like, like, it doesn't matter. That that only matters in terms of playoff standings and division standings. That's all that matters well,
0: now. And you could probably even break these up when they're traveling, you know, like we were talking about, where if you were to go play this other division, these four teams, Yeah. you take a road trip and you play all four of those teams on this road trip. Yeah. And then you come back and you get a home stand, and then, you know, maybe you go play another group. I mean, maybe they could break it up like that where you would have those road and you would just play within that division because it's geographically now it it works.
1: In terms of talking about um, MLB expansion and educating fans, I think it's easier for new fans to put to wrap their head around that um, that orientation of of the standings or or of the of the divisions yeah like cuz as a baseball fan i can tell you tell me in l a l east west whatever i could tell you the teams just because i'm used to that and then you look at it; it's like if you look at it on a map you're like yeah seattle oakland los angeles and then two teams in texas you're like that's like you can't divide it's that weird. up in, yeah, it's, yeah and you could realign them where like yeah put like i have seen some things where you just tweak them a little bit move a couple of teams like that makes more sense you know it's like um when when the chiefs are in the al what i mean the al the uh, afc west and the da- and dallas is in the nfc east and kansas yeah. city is further east than dallas and again it's dallas is in that market he, they dallas wants to be in those markets for you know viewer purpose viewer um purposes But it's like, you could realign these, like I've seen all kinds of videos and it's not as drastic as this. It's just kind of like, why don't you move this team over here, this team over here. And then look, it makes more sense in turn, but there's been expansion, relocations, all kinds of stuff where you, you don't just switch every single time. And 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 there's really cool reasons. Like if you want to know why teams are in what divisions, like usually there's a cool story behind it. But yeah, I think a lot of this, I mean, on paper makes sense i don't know that they would drastically go to change this but uh who knows i mean the I nhl mean, the way did,
0: baseball's moving and what they're trying to gain yeah with I mean, the new viewership like i i could see them making a major move like this
1: the nhl basically did it i mean they were mm-hmm. already western and eastern conference but they just completely redid divisions renamed divisions but they nhl had a lot of expansion and some relocation and you know maybe that's gonna play a part, whereas baseball has a relocation possible and possibly another one in looking at expansion where like, Hey, we need to move these around like that. That happens in sports. These are not going to be divisions forever. Yeah, they are going to move around at some point. Maybe it makes sense now that you have. Okay. Now we've had a, uh They realigned back when uh, they moved the Astros to the AL. Yeah. So now like if we're adding two teams and having one team relocate, possibly another, maybe it's a good time to uh
0: and if they're looking for future expansion on top of that it's almost better to do this where you eliminate the al and nl yeah because now it's just geographically where do we place these teams and then how you, do we you might as well divisions.
1: eliminate al nl like i know people hate it but it's basically eliminated because bef- like i said before it was they only played in the world series mm. then you know 30 years ago whenever it started interleague play you'd like you'd have one or two series where you play interleague then when they switched 30 teams and you switch a team back to because because for so long when the Astros were in the NL it was the NL had 16 teams AL had 14 then when you switch and you have 15 and 15 you have to have an interleague game they would still call it interleague play and you would have one or two teams you'd have one matchup play interleague all the time and now like I said everybody plays everybody you yeah. you've pretty much just severed the difference between the AL and NL at this point, it's playoff and division purposes. Now that's the only reason you you have those. And uh, I mean, I I understand, but so many teams have changed like the original American league and national league competing leagues. You've had so many, so much turnover, so many teams go, you know, between leagues. Like I get it as a, you know, it, it would be cool if they kept that unique part of baseball, but at this point, it's like you're 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 holding up a dead body. It's not. Yeah. It's not doing anything. Well, that was a a long show for a one year anniversary. Um, hopefully everybody thought it was entertaining as we did. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to uh, Peak One Sports on YouTube, follow us on all social media platforms. And uh thanks for tuning in. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, here's to the next year with Tony. I'm Ashton. We'll see you guys later.